With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenet Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. We're turning again in our Bible to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 53, and we continue our study on where is the Lamb. The Bible said in Isaiah, chapter 53, and verse number 3, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet did we esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed." All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone into his own way, and the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. That's reading from Isaiah 53. Verse 3 down through verse number 7. In our study, we're looking at the subject, Where is the Lamb? And we went back to the book of Genesis, chapter number 22, verse 7, and we found that question asked. And we've been following that question, searching the Scriptures, trying to find the answer to that question. In Genesis 22, 8, we found that the Lamb is promised. Abraham said to his son Isaac, God will provide himself a lamb. We continued studying the pages of the Word of God. We came to Exodus chapter number 12, and we find there that the lamb is pictured. We looked at that Passover lamb and saw a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ and the prophetic aspect of that Passover lamb. Then we came on yesterday to the book of Isaiah chapter 53, and here we find the Lamb is personified. He is not a four-footed beast, but a man. The first time that we have mentioned in the Word of God that it's a man that we're looking at. And I pointed out to you, first of all, this man whom is called the Lamb is described as being supernatural In his beginning, he grew up as a root out of dry ground. Then we saw that he was to be submissive in his behavior. The Bible said he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And then we saw that he was shameful in his beauty. He had no form nor comeliness, and there's no beauty that we should desire him. But then we saw 
in verse number three that he is a supernatural person in his being. He's not a four-footed lamb, but he's a man. Notice what the Bible says about this man. But then number five, we looked at the fact that he is described as suffering for his beloved. In verse number three, we see that he suffers as the shunned one. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. He suffers as the shunned one. But then in verse number four, he suffers as the smitten one. The Bible said, Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. So we see in verse number three, he suffers as the shunned one. Verse number four, he suffers as the smitten one. But in verse number five, he suffers as the substitutional one. As a matter of fact, look at verse number four and verse number five. The Bible said, surely he had borne our grief. He had carried our sorrows. Then in verse number five, the Bible said that he was wounded. For our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So this lamb, whom now we find out to be a man, suffers as the shunned one, as the smitten one, and as the substitutional one. He is not suffering for his own sins, but he's suffering for the sins of his beloved, those whom he loved. Of course, in the Old Testament, that was the nation of Israel. And by the way, if you listen to the broadcast today, my friend, here is a prophecy of your Messiah that would come and that did come in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was upon him, and with his stripes ye are healed. He bore your grief and bore your sorrow and became your sacrifice, your Messiah on this side of the cross. My friend, when Christ died, the veil of the temple was rent in twain. And the door is no longer open just to the Jews only, but to Jews and Gentiles. And friend, as you listen to my voice today, whether you're a saint or a sinner, he bore your sorrow. He bore your grief. He was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities. And by his stripes, you're healed not only he suffers as a shunned one, he suffers as a smitten one, but he suffers as the substitutional one. And then look at verse number six, and we see that he suffers as the sin-bearing one. The Bible said, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone into his own way. 
and the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquities of us all. And of course, if you have any insight at all into the Word of God, you know that he speaks here of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our sin-bearing one. Here's something very unique about this verse of Scripture. It both begins and ends with the word all. That's all-inclusive. It's non-exclusive. Somebody said to a preacher one time, how can I be saved by God's marvelous grace? And he said, go to Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 6, and identify yourself with that first all. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone unto his own way. And then identify yourself with that second all. And the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquities of us all. I say to you that this lamb, which now we discover is a man, is the sin-bearing one. The Bible said in First Peter chapter 2, in verse number 24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Listen to me, dear friend. I wish I could describe it better. But when Christ went to Calvary and died, it's as though he took one hand and reached backward and collected every sin of every sinner from Adam to Christ and pulled those sins into his body. And then it is as though he took the other hand and reached forward to the last sin of the last sinner and collected every sin from Calvary to the last sin of the last sinner and pulled them into his body. And he died as the sin-bearing one. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone unto his own way. And the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. You say, preacher, for whom did Christ die? He died for all those who, like sheep, had gone astray. Who does that include? Every member of Adam's race. Every human being that ever lived has lived as a sheep that has gone astray. And thank God, I tell you, joy builds up in my soul. God transferred the sin of the world to the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse number 7, he suffers as the slain one. It's not enough that he bear our sin in his body alive. But look at verse number 7. The Bible said he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. The Bible said in verse number 8, he was taken from prison from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. He is the slain one. You see, as I said in our study in the book of Exodus, 
the living lamb never could take away sin. He had to die. The blood had to be shed. And the living Lord could never take away sin. He too had to die. His blood had to be shed. And so he suffers as the shunned one. He suffers as the smitten one. And he suffers as the substitutional one. He suffers as the sin-bearing one. And he suffers as the slain one. May I just take this closing moment of broadcast time today and say to you, dear sinner, as you listen to my voice, this moment I want you to realize God loves you. Christ died for you. You do not have to live in the bondage and prison of sin the remainder of your days. Then die and go to hell when you leave this world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone into his own way. But the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. That was my iniquity. And sinner, that's your iniquity. If you'll turn from sin to the Savior, call on the Lord for salvation. He'll save you this very moment. Write us and let us know. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. Save that lost person by the radio today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry, and I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time. 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you until the next broadcast. Are you not-